Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry, Toyota. Let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey, this is Dan Hansis alongside Chris Wessling. Hey, Dan. Mark Sessler and the boss, Greg Rosenthal. We're the Around the NFL podcast. Check us out three times a week as we discuss the latest NFL news as it happens. Always, of course, with a touch of mirth. Subscribe at NFL.com slash podcasts, iTunes, and Stitcher. Fantasy freaks and geeks, what's up? James Coe here on the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. We welcome you in on this beautiful Monday afternoon, although I guess you're going to be getting a Tuesday morning, but that's okay. Hey, listen, uh, the Fantasy Podcast, if you're an ardent listener of the podcast, we were alluding to the fact that maybe this podcast would be around three times a week. It will not. We lied. Yes. Uh, we, <laughs> we lied right to your face. Nothing but dirty liars here. Yeah. Uh, it's actually going to be twice a week. As it was last year. Uh, as it was last year. Monday, uh, we're going to be taping Monday and Friday. Yep. You can enjoy, partake in the uh, podcast goodness every Tuesday. Well, we'll still push it out Monday Monday night. Monday night? Yeah. Okay, it'll be we'll just We just won't have, and you guys will understand with us, you know, Monday night reactions. Although, it right. was always kind of unfair that last year we would talk about Monday night's game, but not really talk about the rest of the week. True. Now we're going to skip that. We'll, okay, we'll there you you go. Know, still hit all the waiver wire pickups and, and relevant news for you guys, and we'll come, be coming at you two times a week, Monday and Friday. Great. Communication is <laughs> real strong in this group. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing. If, there's, if there is Monday night game reaction that needs yep. to take place, just find us on Twitter, man. Yeah. We're good about that. Exactly. So mm, there Please you go. do not at me, actually. Okay, actually, don't at Harmon. Uh his, he's already got a strong flock of Harmonites, so yes. I don't know if he needs it. He's particularly I, salty today. He, I don't he, really know. He, I'm he, not he, salty. No, oh. no, he is. He Today's a holiday. Oh, no, 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 no. There's a difference between being salty and just yes. taking shots at you guys for no reason. Oh, okay. Oh. If I was really salty, then I wouldn't be so playful. Okay. Oh, wow. Uh, we got MG, my guy, Marcus Grant. What's up? Uh, well, you know, aside from my college football team getting his doors kicked Oh, out, my goodness. I just wanted to get that out there now. I just had to get Holy it out of the way cow. before anybody else jumped on it. What happened? Uh, I mean, I didn't. It was weird. Seeing, I mean, they were just. I didn't think they would win. Holy cow. No one thought they would win. I, I mean. thought I, w- I was hoping and praying that maybe they'd keep it close. How about just respectable? And uh, when it got to 31-3, to 3, I decided uh, I'll watch the last couple episodes of The Get Down on it- Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. It was Undertaker v Mankind, Hell in a Cell. 
and USC basically got thrown through the Spanish announce table. Pretty much. That's basically what happened. Pretty much. It was uh, poor Spanish announce table. It mm. was not great. It was not great. Oh, deals. Uh, franchise, the Magical Beard Fantasy, what's up? What's up? Had a nice weekend. Okay, good. Played some golf Saturday. Did you watch another rendition of Dave Matthews Band? No. Oh, okay, good. No. Good, perfect. Uh, once a year. Show number, <laughs> show number 37 show on number. Nope. Okay. You can't be once a, once a year because, well, I guess you are 45. So. <laughs> At this point, <laughs> I've slowed down my pace. I, the average is evened out. It can't be once a year because you're, oh, okay, you're old. Great. Uh, what uh, <laughs> The wide receiver prognosticator, Matt Harmon, what's going on, pal? What's up, man? I didn't uh, – I didn't do a lot this weekend. No? No. On Saturday, I literally didn't do anything. Did nothing. There was a lot of football watching and beer drinking. Wait, wait, hold on. Is this You did nothing because your boyfriend slash roommate was not there because he was hanging out with no, him? I was next he was, to him. He was there well, the whole time. He was time. there as well. They yeah, were holding we, hands. We did okay. nothing. No, we I, did, I did some work while we watched football. and then No, at one point, speaking of the USC game, like during during that contest in yes. particular, Gelhar went out to fix the uh, – Porch light. Fix the porch light, which I kind of took as a shot at me, like, oh, look, I'm doing something you're not cool. Anyways. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's dad work. He went outside. And by the time he got back, yeah. it was it was like 31 to 3, and I was like, oh, my God, how yeah. did it get this way? We were watching Auburn Clemson, and Harmon flipped yeah. back because it was halftime. And then all of a sudden I walked back in, and he goes, by the way, this game's 31 to 3 now. Yeah. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> it was 7-3 at some point, and you're like, okay, USC's hanging in there. They got the athletes. You know, they can run. They can run with the with Alabama. It's and a- then things went sideways. Woo. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, we're off topic already. And uh, the Whiz Kid from Wisconsin, Alex Gilhar. What's up, pal? What's up? I'm excited to be here. Hoping to get this pod back on the rails now, Let's guys. do it. <laughs> All right. We're going to be talking about waiver wire targets before week one. How you like that? Yeah. Uh, maybe it. play a little quick game of flex, marry, or cut for week one as yep. well. Uh, but we start with our top headlines. The camera highlights in the world of sports. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. This is the woo. I like turtles. We continue to follow breaking news. Don't watch the news because I'm a kid. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife. All right, we will start in Philadelphia slash Minnesota. I cannot believe this trade went down. Mm. The Vikings gave up a first and a fourth. For the services of Sam Bradford. Isn't it a conditional fourth, too, that could it become is a, conditional a, a second or a third? Yes. If what? Sam Bradford wins the Super Bowl, I think it becomes a second. Well, so then it's obviously going to become a second. Believable. Um, Unbelievable. Yeah, I, I took two things away from this immediately. One, okay. the Vikings are a little bit panicked. Yeah, you think? But two... Maybe they aren't sure that Teddy Bridgewater is going to be ready for the start of next I year. I think there's no, that yeah, as well. I, I think that's got to be a, a major takeaway that they're worried about I, I mean, 17 You know, I mean, we were all certainly on Twitter and watching the reports as they came in that day when, when Bridgewater first went down. And, you know, there was talk that had emergency, you know, responders or whatever, the ambulance and stuff not gotten there when it did, there was a chance that, that he might have lost his leg. Whoa. I mean, that was that was some of the conversation. So right. um, to think that, you know, even within a calendar year that he's going to be ready to play football, it probably might not, not happen. Great. Yeah, that's fine. You know, the fifty million dollar contract extension for Sam Bradford's coming at some point. Oh, 
heavens. <laughs> no, the, the Vikings. The Vikings are a better run organization than that. Are they though? They gave them a first and a fourth to get the, Sam Bradford. The thing is, you look at this roster. It's ridiculous. It's a it's a pretty stacked roster already. This is a team that's had like seven first round draft picks in the last three years. I don't. Okay. They, they're they're loaded on defense. They've so got keep a good going. Young, they got a keep good that going. offense. I like it. This is a chance to keep them competitive rather than like punting on these seasons. Whereas you know anything could happen. Somebody else could get injured. Whatever. Here's Thanks. still Sam Bradford. It's I know it's not it's not. Yeah, that. but it, it's an upgrade over Sean Hill. Is yeah. it though? Yes. Like how yes, dra- it is. But how drastic of an upgrade is it? I think that's I, the question. You know. But let's like look. they're going from maybe the quarterback thirty-seven to the quarterback. 35? <laughs> like, I mean, look, whoo. Sam Bradford, for whatever you want to say about him, actually was able to win starting jobs across the NFL. Yeah. That's something Sean Hill can't right. say. Yeah. I get it. I mean, I understand the point, but whatever. It yeah. still seems gross. Uh, wow. Uh, it doesn't mean anything for Adrian Peterson or Stefan Diggs or Laquan Treadwell. I mean, it might make me feel a little better of, about Stefan Diggs, just having somebody that's a little more capable under center. But okay. I don't think, you know, I was one of the people that said it didn't, the Bridgewater injury didn't impact Peterson a whole heck of a lot. And, adding and I don't know that Bradford just kind of keeps it the same. Okay. Yeah, I think it. I think it keeps their offense out of dumpster fire territory, yes. which yeah. I think would have definitely been bad for Adrian Peterson. I That's think a good that, point. No question, that would have hurt his value. I think this this makes you feel a little bit. <clears throat> okay, so Sam Bradford gone from Philadelphia, which means Carson Wentz is now the starting quarterback for Speaking Week One. Speaking of dumpster fire, so his ribs yeah. are. <laughs> yeah. So his ribs are okay now, right? I guess so. that was the that was the thing that they that they the want word. to wait and see if his ribs are going to be all right. So, right. um, I guess his rib. This being. Labor Day and a grilling type holiday. We're, we're talking about ribs. <laughs> I like it. Nice. Way, to, way to tie it together. I like that way. Was that a long form pun? Yeah, that guess. really was. That uh, was, that, that that was might, it was a long walk around the block. That's your finest there. work. Uh, Here's the thing. Chase Daniels is there. Chase Montana. Chase yeah, he's Montana. mad, too. Oh, okay. Chase, Dan- Chase Daniel has a, a lot of experience with Doug Peterson and that offense. Um, I'm actually surprised they didn't just give him the keys, at least for the first few weeks, uh, to let Carson Wentz get 100% healthy and just, you know, more acclimated to the speed of the game. I mean, he's going from, you know, division whatevers to to the NFL. FCS to the NFL. That's with 38 preseason snaps under his belt. It doesn't seem like a good idea. Yeah, I saw somebody tweet the – Tweet the that escalated quickly gift, yeah. where, like saying like, well, the original plan was to have him, you know, sit an entire year, and now he's starting week one. Hey, there you go. I, I mean, think I think this is going to end really poorly for Philadelphia. I mean, for this year, whether Carson Wentz is good or not down the future, I think like starting off, like I think the Browns could beat them in week one. Yeah, I, I, uh, I don't doubt yeah. it. I think that's this, legitimately I mean, possible. Yeah. We we talked on this podcast a couple a week or so ago about if the Eagles' passing attack was the like least exciting or least fruitful for fantasy, and yeah. now right. with a rookie passer in there and the injuries they've had and the question marks, I not touching anybody in that passing attack. Jordan Matthews, except no? maybe no. except maybe Darren Sproles. Jordan if Matthews, no. Uh, if he's like uh, around super late, I'll take a chance on him. How about yeah. DGB? No. Nope. nope. No. See, I don't think. I don't think. He gone? Remember, remember six weeks ago when we were talking Nelson Aguilar as a possible deep sleeper? Welp. Not anymore. No. no. Negative. All right. What about in the backfield? Because I think a lot of folks were excited about Ryan Matthews running in this Doug Peterson style offense. Um, you know, obviously we know about him as a, as a pretty solid pass catcher as well, and they like to throw to the backs there. But, again, we start talking about the offense taking a step back possibly with Carson Wentz. I, I don't know. Does it knock Ryan Matthews' value down a bit? 
Uh, I think that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's especially if, you know, he's, as rookies are wont to do sometimes, turning the ball over more and getting the Eagles behind, they're not going to be able to, to hand off to Ryan Matthews as much. But this all could shape up for Darren Sproles, like Ooh. saying a few times, is, to have a sneakily good season. Alex has gotten me on board the yeah. Darren Sproles train. Okay. Just, I'm starting to buy in. I just saw that uh, Frank Reich, their offensive coordinator, too, said he, he was there last year in San Diego when Woodhead led the NFL among backs in targets and receptions. He said he wants that same kind of role for Sproles this year. Hello. Ooh, that's interesting. Hello. Yeah. I, I just, like it. I just swung a deal in our fan league to get Ryan Matthews on the team I already had Darren Sproles on. Nice. There you uh, go. And he traded away. Nobody cares, so uh, I'll actually just stop there. But <laughs> okay, great. So, uh, so my point is, like, now somehow I'm invested in this situation in, in, in two double-dip formats that oh. I don't really want to be invested in. Uh, deep sleeper, Kenyon Barner, getting some good reports as well, but he's deep. So it's basically just not Wendell Smallwood. Remember yep. when that was yeah. the thing? Yeah. For five minutes? Uh, I, Sorry, wasn't su- I really wasn't surprised, man. Going back and looking at some Wendell Smallwood tape, I just – I didn't see it. I didn't see – I didn't see the uh, – the ability, but that's okay. Hey, listen, uh, in Green Bay, Jordy Nelson is supposed to be a full go in week one. Woo! Uh, I yeah. see. Oh, look at the big old smile on Alex's face. So he's, he's pumped. He's it's my so boy. Pumped. Um, look, if you're a, the thing is, if you're in a 12 team, let's say you're in a 10 team league and you got that turn pick, is it crazy to take Jordy Nelson, number 10? Uh, you know you're not going to get him back. Depends, is what I'm saying. Depends, yeah, depends who goes ahead of him, but I I wouldn't I wouldn't turn my nose up at it. I'm I even as a Packer homer, I might opt for like if Allen Robinson and like Keenan so Allen are I still think, there. I think I think Allen Robinson and Des. I think your choice at the turn would be Allen Robinson, Des Bryant, or Jordy Nelson. Probably. You could get yeah. two of those three dudes. I might be down for Jordy. I mean, when he and Aaron Rodgers are on the field together, they're one of the most prolific touchdown scoring tandems in all of the league. If you start your league off Jordy and Dez, that's pretty good. Especially if it's a standard league, because then those guys just score touchdowns and you'll be in great shape. Yeah, um, I still I, – I mean, I guess you really would have to want Jordy. I mean, at that point it is a – it is it's it's a heart pick as opposed to yeah. just like a strategy pick. Like you really just love the Packers and or Jordy Nelson. And I can't but, fault I can't I can't fault you for that because I'm I'm truly the you know, go get your guy yeah, person. That's so, what I'm saying. So I can't really See, knock it. I'm it's saying. just not something that I would do. All right, there you go. But I'm, nobody'd be surprised if he finished as a top five receiver this year. Yeah. No, no, I just that's what I'm saying. I just don't know if I'd feel comfortable with him as my wide receiver one just mm. because Well let's say you I, went I don't know. just for just for uh just so you feel better. You went Dez and then Jordan. Well, yeah. In that case. Oh, in that case, in you're, that good, case you're in? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, I will say this is great yeah. news, though, for the rest of the offense, too. Yes. Like, oh, Jordy yeah. has a huge impact on Randall Cobb. Oh, yeah. This could open things Obvious. up for, 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 sure. the, for the GOAT, Jared Cook, who I think we're all very excited uh, about in week one. Double-digit touchdowns, uh, Jared Cook? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're but, okay. What's up? Wow. But, James, are you not in on Jared Cook? With no, I'm not in on Jared Cook. Why? 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 Wow. <laughs> A resounding what? Why? Why? This, this is what I like. You know, it's like this is like last year when you guys were saying we all love player X, and I'm sitting here thinking, no, we don't all love player. Wait, which, which and player who is that? Chris Ivory? Yeah, Chris Ivory, Either Danny Woodhead, all those players. Decker. It was all those players that hit. <laughs> you mean those players? Yeah. Brandon Marshall. It was probably. It was probably Danny Woodhead. That's probably oh, what. Well, that didn't work out at all. Yeah. But Jeez. anyway, anyways, uh, so we, we're right then. Well, is we what you're li- saying, we like, yeah, essentially, we like Jared Cook. James okay, doesn't, yeah. but uh, it's, it's he's great, just it's a news. guy. That's oh, all I'm saying. He's just a guy. He was just a guy when he had trash quarterbacks and a bad offense. He right. was just a guy. Now I he's don't got a good. You offense. obviously fell asleep during my math equation on the last podcast. Yes. <laughs> all right. All right. Anyways, I uh, probably did. How about, about Kansas uh, City? 
Kansas? Yes. Oh, absolutely. The uh, the fact that uh, Spencer Ware looks like he's going to get the start there uh, in KC. Jamal Charles, what's his status? Man? He is quote a reach. To a play reach. Was oh, it reach? I thought stretch. Or stretch. One of those. One plays. of the, something like to that. To even play it all. To right? even play it all in right. week one. That's interesting. Um, and yeah, you know, it's funny. The uh, the guy from ESPN. What's his name? Adam Teicher. Adam Teicher. He was. Uh, he's been on this for a long time now, and even though other beat reporters weren't necessarily quite there yet. Tysha was has been saying for the past couple weeks now he doesn't expect uh, he didn't expect Jamal Charles to be playing much if at all. Spencer Wearstock going through the roof right now. Yeah, man, if he's available on waivers, go add him right now. And I think he's around. He's got to be around in a lot of leagues. Yeah, he's yeah. around in a lot of, about, a, lot of a lot of ten team leagues for sure. Although you know, once I think once his news came out. What a week ago or so, ownership uh, value went through the roof. Starting yeah. to go a up. A lot of folks started reaching for him early. Yeah. What was the percentage oh, yeah. owned Perhaps, in your yeah. in uh, in on NFL.com leagues? He was only owned as of this morning in about fifteen percent of leagues. And I saw Matthew Barry tweeted uh, this afternoon that he was owned in only forty five percent of ESPN leagues. So okay, wow, across numerous platforms, less than fifty percent ownership. A lot of right. people haven't picked up Spencer Ware yet. I mean, waivers in a lot of leagues will be processed tomorrow. Right, but. Go get him. If I he's did, there, go get him. I Gotta did do it. three drafts from the span of Friday morning to Sunday night, and I took Spencer Ware in all three of them in the seventh or eighth round. So here's this is what I think is interesting, you know, in terms of like ADP uh, rankings, uh, preseason rankings, and, and all of those things. Um, and, and, you know, people get flamed in drafts for quote-unquote reaching on dudes or whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. It's like a legit – this is a legit question I got. Should I drop Jordan Matthews for Spencer Ware? And I'm like, bro, I can't hate on that move. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. would do it. I couldn't hate on that move at all. Now, dropping a guy like Jordy or uh, uh, Jordan Matthews into the waiver wire pool, not totally. You know, you don't qu- quite want to do that. But I tell you what, if that's your choice, yeah, that's not bad. No, okay, it's not. It's not a terrible choice. But you also. I don't know. I guess I, I'm looking longer down the road than just this week. Because yeah. Jamal Charles is still working his way back, but he's going to be back. Right. And right. he's going to be the starter. And he's going to get the bulk of the carries. And I know I, I do believe they're going to work Spencer Ware in more right. long term because they do want to keep Charles fresh. Mm-hmm. But, I, I mean, looking long term, do we believe that on a week-to-week basis you'll get better production out of Spencer Ware or Jordan Matthews? And I think that's the choice that you have to make when you start looking at, am I dropping Jordan Matthews for a guy who could blow up this week, maybe even next week, but then, you know, in week six and seven, when he's giving you 5.2 points a game, is it worth that move? I think it is. I think it is because I think down the road, and, you know, we've been talking about this for a while, that that I've heard that Spencer Ware is going to figure in more than anybody thinks. And I think down the road he would be, like, a weekly boom bust like touchdown Dependent vulture type, type of guy, yeah, yeah. goal line back. Like you could, if if Charles came back and took a work her, workhorse role, which I don't think he's going to, uh, then where would become like yeah the, the red zone back because I think that's he's gonna be that guy for them, and then he just becomes like does he score a touchdown or does he not? And also mixing in, I think on different series as well. Yeah, I think so. I mean, like, Jamal Charles is verging on 30. He's had two ACL tears. He's not a big back anyways. You know, he can make – he can, and I think Charles, even if Ware comes back and there's, like, a minor committee thing, yeah. I don't think it really hurts Charles that much because he's, like, a historically efficient back. Right, yards right. carry is, is wildly high. Yep. So I think they can both coexist together, especially because we know this wants to be a run-first offense. But, like, right. Jamal Charles is older. He's banged up. 
they don't want to bang him around in the tackles between right. you know for twenty carries a game. They can I, give that to a big bully that it's Spencer Ware. I could see them using Ware too, like between the tackles or you know lining up in the backfield in the red zone and splitting Charles out wide where they're both Ooh. on the field at the same time. You nice. could see that. to deceive. I like it. Yeah, I like that a lot. Wide receiver Charles. Uh, so again, if he's out there, find a way. You gotta find a way yeah. uh, to get him on the roster. All right, let's go to Baltimore. Justin Forsett was surprisingly cut. And then, actually, I guess it's not that surprising to Matt Harmon, who's been saying that's a possibility for a while now. Yep. Uh, but then uh, he sent out a – oh, my gosh. He sent out a great tweet, by the way. It had a uh, a, a, a gif of uh, The Undertaker rising from the dead. You just refuse to call it gifs, don't you? I do, because the man who created it calls it a gif. Yeah, but no one listens I will to him. <laughs> listen to the man who created it. Yeah, but he's call wrong. It. <laughs> so, okay. All right. Uh, so Justin Forsett with a, a tremendous gif says, okay, now it's official. I'm back, baby. Mm. With that gif of the Undertaker rising from the dead. I love it. So he'll be the starter week one. Is that where we're – Probably. I mean, why? This is still I, a backfield I'm not touching at all. Yeah. We have no it's idea what to make of this. Yeah, it's a mess. I'm, um, because I'm, there's – you know, Terrence West is there. Uh, Buck Allen is figuring in to to get some work on on third down. Yep. You think Justin? Fl- I mean, but why cut? I mean, I get that it's a salary move, but it's not a great sign when you say, "Okay, we're going to cut this dude." Yeah. And we're going to make him the start. Forty eight hours later, you bring him back and make him the start. You don't you don't cut the guy like straight up cut the guy unless you're willing to live without him. Right. Because there's an easy, especially when there's t- a team like Washington out there who needed a starting running back badly. When there's Indianapolis who has no depth whatsoever. Right. You know, Forsett got calls from other teams. Oh, for sure. So it just seems weird. I I don't know. I don't know what to make of this Baltimore situation. I I think I think Alex, you hit it right on the head. Just avoid. Yeah, stay <laughs> away. I think no to Forsett because he's got name value. He's going to go too high. I'm fine True. Taking, taking a late round flyer on Terrence West because I think he'll be the red zone back. Don't forget that like uh, Forsett was getting pulled last year for Lorenzo Talaferro in the red zone, so that could easily be where a uh, West job. Right. And then Buck Allen, late flyer in PPR, I think is really the only place you can take him in a deeper league or whatever. And then I, I got so many people talking about Kenneth Dixon. No, no, hell no. I'm not taking a flyer on, on Kenneth Dixon and holding him. You, for, can't, you cannot draft him right now. No. This is coming from one of the biggest Kenneth Dixon supporters right. in, this, in this studio right now. So you just you can't draft him. No interest whatsoever. Uh, here's the thing. If, if it was like a Kenneth Dixon and just Justin Forsett, if it was just Justin Forsett yeah. and Kenneth Dixon, oh, yeah, give me that guy, right? Yeah. And yeah. let me stash that dude. But you're stashing a guy who's going to be part of a four-headed committee? No thanks. Right. People kept rep- responding to me like, well, what's your what's your problem with, with talent? When I was tweeting about it this morning, it's like, I got no problem with talent, but talent also doesn't score you fantasy points. Yeah. Right. And like, th- you got to just like look at it from a, like ignore talent for for a second and think about it as just what it is. It's an injured fourth-round rookie in a four-way backfield that you have to burn a roster spot on, and you don't even nope. like. We all think Kenneth Dixon's good here, but what if he's not good? Right. You know, there's yeah, no, 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 no. Uh-uh. <laughs> you want no piece of it. No. All right, let's go to Seattle. Uh, Shield Capadia? Capadia. Capadia. I knew I was going to butcher that. He's he's a my pal. He's oh he is. Yeah. Oh that's great. Uh, he is predicting 15 attempts for Rawls, Thomas Rawls, seven for what is it? The Awakening now? What are we calling it? The Awakening. The Awakening. Yeah. Uh, see Mike. Uh, <laughs> the Awakening. Uh, the Awakening. I, I'm laughing because in the rundown somebody. Somebody who shall re- remain nameless here wrote in all kinds of notes into these 
rundown. See, uh, most of them can't be read on air. The no, run, the, they run, cannot. the rundowns are Google Docs that I send to the team in case, like, if so they can input daily DAPs or if there's other news items or things they wanted to talk about, we can put it in there. <laughs> and uh, some people who shall remain nameless <coughs> uh, decided to editorialize a little bit in today's rundown. And here's the thing. I know that this person who did this is hoping that I will accidentally read them. There were persons, James. <laughs> co-conspirators. And I I think this is just outrageous. <laughs> wow, you, okay. you, and I get you it. Pretty much just outed yourself. Look, I get it. Look, oh, like, oh yeah, this was a real surprise <laughs> to the listening audience at home. Look, I get it. Okay, I read a lot of stuff that's on the rundown. I know you were trying to get me. That's fine. That's good. It would have been pretty funny. I believe I believe the words Ron Burgundy were used. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I am a, I, I do have a little bit of that in me. There's no question about it. Okay, listen. Uh, let's talk about the Seattle backfield. You're, you're not, not going to read the, the red. I'm not going okay. to read the notes, right, no. Fine. Rawls, Christian Michael, what do we make of the backfield? See what you have wrought upon us. Yes. I'm looking at the three of you. What? Don't look at me. Who have thrown coal this committee? on this fire. I didn't. Oh, yeah, I right. Sure, I... sure, pal. Pete Carroll's making decisions. I mean, Franchise wrote a great piece, but he's certainly not the one pulling the strings there. Uh, yeah, yeah, just, I knew this was coming. I Don't knew take your frustrations out on us. This was coming. It sounds like a, it's, it does sound like it's going to be a straight committee. Um, straight up. But <sighs> Franchise is over there sipping tea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah buddy. Tea lizard. Tea lizard. He's got it. <laughs> um, this is what I don't get, though. Like, you know, he's, he's making the call, which I get. But Pete Carroll... I mean, what we, what we have seen of Pete Carroll is that he doesn't necessarily do this, though. Oh, man, all the Seahawks fans are coming at me on Twitter like, Seahawks have never had a committee backfield, blah, blah, blah. Well, okay, I get it. They've had Marsh, they've Marshawn also never, Lynch they just, for like they also eight also never years. had a guy who compared to Marshawn. Yeah, yeah. It's easy to not have a committee when you've got a Hall of Fame running back to <laughs> eat the ball to. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I understand that, but I'm saying even going back to his USC days, though, um, you know, he would mix guys in for games. Now, it wasn't necessarily it, the entire season he would go with one guy, but during games he would literally go with pretty much one guy. Right. Um, I mean, well, and, and again, I mean, forget about let the whole Lindell White, Reggie Bush thing. Okay, look, they, they just worked both guys in because Reggie Bush was more of a receiver. But from the tailback position, it's generally been they, one dude. They each almost – they each had – Bush had 200 carries and Lendale had 197 that 05 season Ooh. in USC. Ooh, sounds like a committee. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Roasted. Uh, roasted. Oh. Got me. Um, all right, so what do we make of the situation? How much does this knock down Thomas Rawls? And is this more of just Rawls working back from injury, or is this like, look, both guys are pretty good right now. We can make yeah. a decision. I, I think I think they need a legit guy that they can plug in if Rawls isn't 100% yet. And that's C Mike, and they've been grooming him all preseason. Can I ask I, you I, this? I, Would I, you play him week one? Uh, probably in a flex. Yeah. yeah. You feel okay with especially that? week one, knowing that if there's gonna be a week where he's gonna get carries, it's gonna be week one when Rawls isn't. Rawls had two snaps in the preseason. Anybody else? I don't really want to play either one of them. I kind of want to just see what it looks like in week one. Okay. Yeah. See what it looks like. See what it feels like. And you know that whole thing. But yeah, uh, I would. I would definitely like to play wait and see in I w- week one as well. It's a nice matchup though, because I think the I think the, the I think the Seahawks are going to curb stomp the Dolphins. Yeah. In Seattle oh, in week yeah. one, so you kind of want to play one of their running backs. Oh yeah. The other thing is like I wouldn't be surprised if it was kind of a hot hand thing where like if right. C Mike if C Mike's rolling, they, uh, you can't just take him out to put Rawls in, right? That's almost worse, though, the hot hand thing. Oh, yeah, it's not great. As opposed to, this is our guy in week one and this is our guy in week two. I think I'd rather go with that. Which is is why it makes sense that all offseason two franchise has been fading Rawls in his analysis and grabbing C-Mike because if you're going to get a hot hand or part of a committee, 
Get the guy in double-digit rounds. Don't get the guy that's got a round four ADP. Yeah, he's the value True. play. And C. Mike, I would argue, has a better pass-catching ability than Rawls, too. So he might factor in on third downs. They got ProSize there to do that. But Hey, by the way, uh, what do we think of Tom? I, I, a lot of folks still have drafts upcoming here. Yeah. Um, what do we make of Thomas Rawls' ADP? Where's he at? He's going around four or five. Where are you at, Rawls? Yeesh. I think he's like a sixth rounder. Yeah, that's a little rich for me. Yeah. And I, that's can't, I can't quite go that high with sixth, him. Sixth or seventh for me. Okay. Yes, Any, anyone sixth. Anyone want to drop him lower even? No. I mean, yeah, sure. If you're going to let me have him at like eight or nine, I'll definitely take that. But I, you know, I don't think he's going to go that far. I don't think far. it's going to happen. Yeah, somebody's, gonna, somebody's definitely going to expect uh, the returns that we saw last year. Yeah. All right. Uh, Julio Jones, uh, ankle. Brandon Marshall, hip. Uh, they're practicing in full. They should be good to go. Uh, Matt Jones was in a non-contact jersey. So he was wearing like Ooh. the quarterback red red color jersey. That's so not good. He was practicing in air quotes. It doesn't matter. But nobody could hit him. I mean, not it good. doesn't it doesn't matter. I mean the guy's got, you know, he had a an AC joint uh, issue, shoulder issue, and you know, we've talked about it on this pod in uh, ad nauseum, but <laughs> uh, shoulder injury for a running back uh not great. Not good. Not good. No. That is not great. Um so yeah, uh you know, we don't, we don't need to get into too much of that, but you know, uh, draft Julio and, and Brandon Marshall as you would. Beware Matt Jones. Probably, I don't know, man. I, I'm just I'm worried. If you this okay, so like I would say Matt Jones is like somebody that if he's on your roster and you he's in the way of you adding Spencer, where you can just bounce. Drop. Down. Oh, you yeah. can drop Matt okay. Jones. Oh, I, would drop I told him. someone to drop Matt Jones this morning. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I have no problems with that at all. I think there's like a bit of a sunk cost fallacy that people get caught up in with something like for that. sure. Like, oh, oh I, I spent a seventh yeah. round pick on right. Matt Jones. Don't care. Nope. Uh, the, and go. the thing is, with it, I've like I, I said on the last podcast, and I wrote about it today, as we'll get to. But Robert Kelly is definitely a guy that needs to be on your waiver wire radar this week. He's not going to be the sexiest pickup, but he could he could easily see the bulk of the carries this week if Matt Jones sits. I mean, Chris Thompson might be the better play this week because their game against the Steelers could turn into a shootout, shootout on yeah. Monday night. Yeah, uh, and that that game script favors Thompson a lot better. But Robert Kelly is a guy that that definitely needs to be added because they're going to run the ball in Washington. Jay Gruden, Jay Gruden likes to pound the rock, and if Robert Kelly's the guy, then he's going to get the carries. But last year they did so not, not yeah. buying it because last year they certainly did not, they, especially they in the red zone. They gave 200 carries to Morris, and they gave like 150 or so to uh, Matt Jones. That's that's a pretty hefty workload for the running backs there. It, it is, but uh, in terms of percentage of plays, though, uh, Washington was in the top half in terms of passing uh, when when you compared pass to pass to run, but percentage wise. Um, but no, you're right. I mean, there's there's workload to be had. Doesn't matter. Even if they even if they run the ball 30 percent of the time, it doesn't it doesn't really matter. There's workload to be had for sure. Um, let's oh, before I get into the waiver wires, by the way, uh, go and sign up for NFL Game Pass today. NFL.com/slash/gamepass. You can start a free seven day free trial live. Uh, nope, uh, not going to read that. I always do. Uh, game <laughs> replays during the regular season, NFL.com slash Game Pass, to start a free seven-day trial. Again, game replays during the regular season. And, and the great thing about it, too, is that uh, you could get those different camera angles from all over the field. Um, and it's great. If you're a football junkie and you just want to see the All-22 or you want to see an end zone angle or whatever it might be, uh, they've got you covered. It's a pretty cool tool uh, to watch football. It is tremendous. Not going to read the red notes. Not going to read Harvey. the red notes. Thank you okay. very much. Uh, missing out on information for our consumers. <laughs> 
Waiver wire targets before week one. We alluded to this just a little bit. We talked about Spencer Ware already. We talked about Robert Kelly. Um, Dak Prescott, no question, uh, should be a guy where if you're streaming the quarterback position, why wouldn't you not get Dak Prescott? Dak Prescott. Got him to read the red words. (laughs) Goat. No, I think Prescott's a great ad early. I mean, people have been been coming around to this. His uh, ownership percentage on NFL.com leagues has been steadily climbing over the weekend. Yeah, as people draft and are probably dropping Tony Romo and picking him up. But playing at home versus the Giants, not not the greatest yeah. defense right now. They added a lot of pieces. We don't know how they're all going to work out together. Right. But you know, as we always talk about with running quarterbacks, they're kind of that Konami code. So he helps give you a safer floor. And this that game t- could turn into a shootout. We were talking about it downstairs this morning because. The Dallas defense is still Randy Gregor. You know, they got all these guys on suspension and injured from their pass rush. Uh, Odell and company are probably going to start lighting up the scoreboard, and yeah, Dak in response could have to do it as well. So I agree. Yeah. It, it could be a great I, situation to mine fantasy points from. I, I love Dak Prescott week one. I drafted Dak. Too. I drafted Dak in the 15th round in our Beard League draft on Friday because I, I went Dez with my first pick. Ooh. I waited till like. Stack the, me up. Yeah. Let's do it. it. Exactly. I waited till the 13th round and got Stafford. But I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take a, a chance on Dak. If he blows up with Dez, it's going to be huge for me later in the season. Did you draft oh, yeah. a kicker in defense too? Probably. Just just cut Stafford and just go go with YOLO as your starter. Uh, wow. That's, I mean, wow. Um, we'll, see. we'll see. So you we'll guys, see. <laughs> you guys can check out this full list, uh, NFL.com slash fantasy or NFL.com slash Gelhar, since I was the one to, to pen this, there this you go. piece. Humble brag. Uh, Humble we, brag. We talked about a couple of the guys, though. Spencer Ware, Darren Sproles. We already hit him in the news. Yeah. Robert Kelly. I think Jer- Jarek McKinnon's an interesting add, too, right now because he played so well in the preseason. And Make him the quarterback. Is, I mean, that would be <laughs> awesome. Could you imagine Wildcat with him and Peterson in the That'd backfield? Crazy. Triple option? Let's just go. I know. fun I, for a game. Well, it would be so fun for that game. Unless unless they get uh, Cordero Patterson on the jet sweeps, then it's Woo! unstoppable. Now we're talking. <laughs> it's unstoppable. Uh, I, some, poor f- of, some poor friends of ours in Vikings Twitter, I know somebody went and found, because I think McKinnon played quarterback. Yeah, he did. At Georgia Southern. Yeah, yeah. Georgia Southern. Yeah, he was an so option went, quarterback. They found a picture of him throwing the pass, and we're just like, guys, it's right here. The answer. The answer's nice. right there. Go get But, no, it. he's he's one of those guys, too, awesome. where you might have to burn a roster spot with him for a couple weeks, and he might not always be startable. But in the event that Peterson were, were to go down, too, if he doesn't have – if McKinnon doesn't have a standalone role, McKinnon's like an every-week RB1 if Peterson goes down. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, First of all, his athleticism is off the charts, off the man. Charts. Off the charts, go get that guy. If you get, I, I that, like if you get Game Pass, go back and watch his preseason highlights. McKinnon was lighting it up, and even last year they, at times too, he was yeah, going crazy. Exactly, I mm-hmm. like it. Uh, they they for some unbeknownst reason worked in Matt Asiata a lot, uh, much to my chagrin. But I, I really like Jerick McKinnon a lot. I'm scared that that could happen again, though. A lot, I know, a lot right? of a lot of third downs. Yeah, because he played on a lot of third downs last year. Yeah. Even That's when, what I mean. Yeah, even even when Peterson was playing, he played on a lot of third downs. Right. I value his ability as a pass blocker and as like a an outlet receiver. Yeah. You know, like whether we think he stinks or not, it doesn't really matter. And he's still on the roster. Yeah. You know? All right, we talked about uh, Virgil Cook. <laughs> Virgil Cook. <laughs> uh, Jared <laughs> Cook. Uh, what do we make of Virgil Green? This is kind of your boy, James. You've talked about him before on here, but yeah, he's... pretty good, pretty good athlete. Um, you know, not the tallest guy, which. You know, not great for uh, a tight end, but um, big boy, 250, 260 pounds. I think he's like 6'2". Mm-hmm. But uh, so he's not doesn't have that prototypical, you know, 6'5", you know, tight end frame. Uh, but got good speed, and uh, and he's a great leaper. 
That's what I like about him. He's yeah. a great leaper. And uh, uh, that tight end role in a Gary Kubiak offense has been fruitful in fantasy before. Many years with Owen Daniels, other yeah. positions. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's that's something to keep an eye on because he's won that job and has a good rapport with Trevor Simeon. One other guy I want to talk about here is interesting is uh, Will Fuller with the Texans. Wait, we're okay. just ignoring the fact that Virgil Green got passed over for the starting job in Denver like five years in a row, and now all of a sudden we're supposed to be on board with this? Like, he's been in Denver for a I while. No, and there have been I dudes know. ahead of him for a while. I, like, I get it. It opened up, and Julius Thomas – came off the basketball court and was like, I'll rebound that job, thank you. When yeah. uh, Now when we're <laughs> just going to be like, oh, Virgil Green's the dude now. I was, Yeah, but with Trevor Simeon throwing him the ball. Man, I, they get me all excited for those but Julius, Trevor Simeon-Virgil Green connections. But Julius Thomas was a higher drafted player than Virgil Green. But that, I mean, but I guess that's the point, is that all these opportunities Virgil Green has had, and he's been athletic for five years now, like he's more athletic now? No, it's not so much that, but I will say this, though. Um, in previous offseasons, we haven't heard good reports, but Virgil Green in this particular offseason has had some very good moments uh, in training camp and and during the preseason, um, and the reporters have taken notice. So So is he good, or is he just better than everybody else that's there? That that I think think it's it's more of the latter. latter, (laughs) But that doesn't make him good. Honestly, it's probably the latter. That doesn't make him good. I wasn't chiseling his Hall of Fame bust in this article. (laughs) In deeper leagues, you might want to give him a look. Situation wins over talent sometimes. Oh, for sure. Is it like, is he tall or is he tall for a kindergartner? He's he's 6'5", actually. He's 6'5". I mean, look. Yeah. Oh. Okay, yes, I get that he's tall. That was the, the analogy there, <laughs> is what I'm saying. So going into 2014, <laughs> Gary Kubiak's tight end ones, uh, his play calling average produced or produced an average of seven touchdowns of position each year, but would have been top ten among all teams uh, in 2015. So, I mean, I think that there's some you know precedent there old, for a productive yeah, tight end. Yeah, old-ass Owen Daniels had a good season, a good-ish season last year. Owen Daniels good-ish. was good. <laughs> he was also he was also about a thousand. We're talking about waiver wire ads here. Yeah, not good. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if I'm adding Owen Daniels, but no. I think there's I think there's pressure. Per- I'm all I'm all crabs. All turned so. around now. <laughs> Your crabs. Exploded. I'm crabs. Being I'm so confused. Why are we still talking about it? It doesn't matter. Okay. okay, Jared Cook's another guy as well. We've talked ad nauseum, but a very good uh, waiver wire target. I wanted I- wanted to slip in a little bit. Uh, Will Fuller talk because okay. oh sure he he kind of you know popped up a little bit in the preseason yeah, I know I, I I liked watching his tape had some questions about him but it seems that he's quickly ascended to that number two role nope you're shaking your head nope. the reason, <laughs> one of the reasons I put him on here though is they're playing the Bears in week one who as Evan Silva tweeted out could be without their top three cornerbacks oh so dang. if there was ever a week where you needed somebody to help step in if you know or if you're looking at him in DFS or a deeper just, league to me that just screams out all of the DeAndre Hopkins points. Yeah. I mean, still, yeah, Bears, he's going to be there, but. The Bears' secondary is just horrible as it is. They're trash. I mean, it's, it's fine, but I mean. Without the, those guys. Yeah, geez. exactly. Even <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Even with those guys, they're no good. Yeah, right. Without <laughs> those guys, what, what I don't know what it's going to be, but give me all the D-Hop points. Yeah. But my point was, too, if Will Fuller goes pops off in that game, it's going to be a lot harder to add him if he goes out and has like a 110 one-touchdown kind of game. If you if you need to get the depth or, or you know you want that kind of boomer bust player in your arsenal, just grab him now. If he doesn't do anything, you can easily drop. him. I was gonna say like or or you can not get him this week and then wait until week four when everybody's tired of him and they've put him back <laughs> on the way. <laughs> oh, I'm the, I'm the salty one. When, <laughs> you, when, you, when you have sat through you know three weeks worth of two catches for twenty three yards and yeah. you've had enough for sure. You know what's funny? I'm actually hoping. 
he pops off in week one so that some ridiculous manager in my league will go pick him up because I have no faith. Forget about We talk about the opportunity, okay? First of all, I'm not in love with Will Fuller's talent uh, because he's got bad hands, does one thing, which is go downfield. Um, one thing's pretty important. I'm not saying it's not important. Ooh, I'm not saying it's healthy. not important. But <laughs> when they already have a downfield guy in DeAndre Hopkins as well, Look, I'm not that in love with him. But here's the other, no, but here's the other thing. The number two uh, wide receiver position is going to be a rotational thing. Right. Like Jalen Strong is going to is going to fi- figure into the mix. Braxton Miller is going to figure into the mix. Will Fuller's not getting every single. What snap. they showed in the preseason though is that largely Miller was in the slot and Strong was a, in, behind Fuller. I agree. Like the yeah. two wide receiver sets. It was all Fuller and D Hop. Again, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not saying that Will Fuller's not the starter. I think he's the starter. But I'm just saying those other guys are going to mix in. So in limited snaps with a limited skill set and bad hands, you're. I mean, it just doesn't well, seem great. I think you you know exactly what you're getting yourself into with a player like Will Fuller in that he is going to be a weekly boom. I mean, he's Ted Ginn. Like, yeah, he's Ted Ginn. He's Ted Ginn. But that's 100. But look at what Ted Ginn did last year. But Ted Ginn didn't have D Hop next to him. But he also only got he also only had ninety seven targets, and I think it's completely plausible that uh, Will Fuller would get ninety seven targets this year. And you say Hopkins is a downfield guy. I would disagree with you. I think he's much more of like a souped up possession receiver. Yeah. Like he's not a, he's not an overwhelming athlete or anything. He's he was actually quite a poor athlete at the combine, you know, when he came out of school. I, I he can definitely function downfield because he's got elite body control and ability as a route runner, but when they just want to go, you know, balls to the wall and just throw bombs, it's going to be to Will Fuller, and I think they will try that a couple times every game because his speed is just I mean, pretty they, they were taking shots with Nate Washington and Cecil Shorts repeatedly last year when either one of those guys was healthy. Yeah, it, and those cats were productive, too. Yeah, they when when they were by themselves as the number two alongside D-Hop, they each were averaging like 11-ish points a game. All right. So so it's not. I'm not saying it's a sure thing or slam dunk, but this is one of those cases where on the waiver wire – it's better to be a little early than a little late when you're when you're battling everybody and don't have as good of a priority. I feel like we've talked about Tajay Sharp to death. Right. So that's why if you want to read more, go to like NFL.com slash waiver wire. But can I can, can, can we talk about Kenny Stills though? Because Absolutely. Right, right now, Devontae Parker is just Hamstring. I mean, he's, he's going down the DGB road. Might not be in might not be on the field in week one. That's no, what Marcus, I'm saying. You highlighted him as a uh, best value wide receiver too, right? Uh, I did. Mm-hmm. So I think we're just a couple of us are starting to come around in it. Like I was remembering too, Kenny Stills was starting to show up pretty pretty well in New Orleans, and it seemed like he might be on the verge of a breakout before right. they ended up trading him to Miami. Exactly, he got stuck kind of in that rotation last year because they had Richard Matthews. They wanted to bring Devonte Parker back, but now it looks like he's emerging as the number two guy. And while I have many many questions about his quarterback, like again, this is a case where. If you wanted to add him now and get ahead of it, you could because Rashard Matthews was very productive in this similar role last year. I mean, at least in week one, no? I mean, it's going to be Jarvis Landry and Kenny Stills. I don't know who else. Who else? I mean, against Seattle. Not though. starting him against yeah, Seattle. It's, 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 yeah, yeah, that's the problem. All right. so I could, you, I could see him problem. putting up like a, a one-catch outing <laughs> and, right. and then getting dropped everywhere and then you pick him up. One week. catch for 80 yards and a touchdown. Oh. oh. That's the thing, too. Seattle like is a great defense, but we have seen like T.Y. Hilton take him to task. Obviously, yeah. Odell is Odell, but like those faster, speedier receivers can give those big press corners some trouble every now but and yeah, again. Stills is just a guy that should be on your radar. And okay. if you if you have the space and, want and need wide receiver depth, grab him now. Again, he's one of those guys like with Fuller. If you don't end up needing him, there's no harm in cutting him right now. Uh, and, and you know, it's always nice. It's always nice to kind of have a good wide. Not I shouldn't say good, but a wide receiver that's tied to a really bad defense. Yeah, and uh, and I think the defense are going to have or the the defense that the Dolphins possess right now is 
going to be atrocious. Not good. I think they're going to be atrocious. All right, let's play Flex Mary Cut, shall we? Let's do it. All right, I like it. Uh, Spencer Ware. Well, so wait, let's explain the rules because we okay. might have some oh, new that's listeners. Right. So that's this true, is the right. game that, that the kids play. It uh, it goes by a different name, but for this instance, we're going to have three options. Yes. You have to flex one, marry one to your roster, and cut one. And so we're going off of all week one matchups. So this is kind of just like a little tease for everybody for uh, you know Friday's episode where we'll dive deeper into the matchups and some of our favorites and Ones that we're a little wary of. But James, run us through option number one here. Option number one, flex, marry, or cut. Spencer Ware versus San Diego. Charles Sims versus the ATL. Or C-Mike versus Miami. This is tough. Matt Harmon? I think this is actually pretty easy. I feel oh, like it's I feel like it's it's not so difficult. Mary Spencer Ware, faux show. He's, he's going to be a top eight running back for me in, in rankings for week one. Uh, do not at me. Um, and I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna flex Charles Sims versus Atlanta, and I'm See, gonna. That's cut where I C-Mike. thought it was gonna be tough. Nah, I, I don't really. You're think gonna cut C Mike. Yeah. <laughs> cut him. It's a game, bro. It's cutthroat. Wow. Listen, I think that uh, I'm. I mean, I'm all about this the Kristen Michael resurgence too. Yes. Uh, but in terms of like a playable asset for Week One, we already talked about why that would be difficult with Kristen Michael. And look, Charles Sims is a great floor player every week because he's involved in the pass game, especially in I think it's in Atlanta. It is. Uh, so I mean, inside that crummy old dome, and uh, and I think isn't it's it new? Or is that no, new? they haven't built it yet. No, oh. that's why they're building a new one. That's next year. Uh, but inside the dome. Uh, I think it could turn into a, a trading points affairs because neither neither one of these defenses is good. Okay, Marcus Grant, what say you? Uh, I'm I'm actually on the same boat as Harmon here. Right, I would flex Charles Sims. I would marry Spencer Ware. And I'm going to look straight at franchise when I say this. Oh dang! I'm going to cut C Mike. What? I hope you had a mediocre weekend. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's three in a row. Okay. Uh, all right, Wiz. You know I think. Partially to be contrarian and uh, just so franchise isn't alone over here. Okay. I'm going to obviously marry Spencer Ware. But oh. when I made this list, too, he uh, it hadn't been quite announced that um, Charles, Charles was going to be a reach. I'm going to flex C-Mike because while Sheila Capati is a very good reporter and, you know, trust that insight, just have a feeling, like we were talking about with the bad defense, could, could be a C-Mike type of game. And then uh, I'll cut Charles Sims. Sorry, don't, Chuck. Don't, yeah, man. don't talk about my pal like that. My pal, Shield. My pal. All right. Uh, no, the, I, I agree with what Wiz is saying. I love Shield. I totally agree with uh, with what Wiz is saying. What, what say you, franchise? Well, I'm going to flex Spencer Ware. I have. <laughs> oh, get out of I here. A, yep, flexing Spencer Ware against San Diego. That's a good matchup. You're an idiot. <laughs> uh, I'm going to marry C-Mike because of course. can't oh, turn my back on my boy. Because, because of course. Because I'm, I'm the one who awoken him after oh, all. Awoken. <laughs> yeah, I like And it. I'm going to cut Charles Sims because Doug Martin. Charles Sims is the only guy on here with like a clear lead back in front of him. I agree. So bye, Sims. See ya. Uh, option number two. Bye. James, you don't want to weigh in yours, or were you just No, I just agree with Wiz. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, what, whatever you said, yes, I, I co-signed Same that. goes for me, double. Right. Uh, option number two, Sterling Shepard versus Dallas. Corey Coleman versus the Illadelph. Or Tyler Lockett versus the MIA. What you see here, young wide receivers uh, taking on three pretty bad secondaries. Who do you like? We'll start with you, Alex Gelhar. I'm going to marry Sterling Shepard to my roster. He's attached to the best quarterback and playing a team with the far and away the worst pass rush, as I said. 
Uh, and we mentioned that game could get into a shootout, so I like that situation. Okay. I'm going to flex Corey Coleman because with Josh Gordon out of the picture, he could uh, see plenty of targets, and Terrell Pryor, as fast and big as he is, is still a little bit raw. And then it, it pains me to say it, but I'm going to cut Tyler Lockett after it kind of emerged through the preseason that they were still starting Jermaine Curse more often. Harmon wrote about this. I know it was tough for him. It was big of him to write about it in his uh, eight things that have changed from the preseason article. It is true. You guys, should all read. you guys should all read it, uh, NFL.com slash Harmon. But yep. uh, Lockett played on the on fewer snaps than Curse and Baldwin and still had a prominent role on special teams. So while he will certainly have big games, they might be a little bit harder predi- to predict than we all wanted. So sorry, Tyler Lockett, but i got to cut you loose. Franchise, what's up? Uh, I am going to marry Sterling Shepard, as is Gelhar. I'm going to flex Tyler Lockett, and I'm going to cut Corey Coleman. Ooh. Because Coleman had, I think, one catch for 10 yards in the preseason. Haven't seen enough. Don't don't string too. Yeah, and he's dealing with a little bit of injuries. Uh, Gordon's not there, so maybe there will be more volume for him, but I just don't trust it, like, in the first game. Okay. And we've seen good things from Shepard, and Lockett already has experience and a role there. So, sorry, Corey Coleman. MG. Uh, I am going to flex Corey Coleman because I, I'm not completely freaked out by what we did not see from him in the preseason. I think he's going to get a lot of targets once it, it comes on for real. <laughs> okay. Wrong. Uh, I'm going to. I'm going I love. I love. By the way, I love the franchise. If if something if something goes with his storyline, it's oh, it's just it, it, yeah, absolutely preseason, bro. You know, but if it's if it's going against with what he's trying to say. That's, guys, it's just preseason. That's what the preseason's for, James. That's, that's how you get ahead <laughs> of it, It's confirmation val- bias. It is to season. validate your narratives. That's what preseason's <laughs> for. This is why we need week one to come. So I fast. love it. So right. Absolutely love I it. Am, I'm going to flex Corey Coleman. I'm going yeah. to marry Sterling Shepard. I mean, that's a guy that I, I really tried in as many drafts as possible to get him because I think he's going to be productive all year. Okay. High five, Matt Harmon. And uh, I'm going to cut Tyler Lockett. I mean, I know that for Harmon it was really heartbreaking to have to kind of come to grips with the fact that that Tyler Lockett just might not be a thing this year. Yep. You're not a thing. I didn't have have nearly that level of consternation with it. Um, You know, if he comes back and he turns out to be a Will Fuller-like deep threat – how um, dare you? Ooh. How dare you? How Ooh. dare you throw Tyler Lockett into the Will Fuller? Really? Wow. Really? Come on, bro. Really? It's that shocking? Yes, it's that shocking. Well, Tyler Lockett's a good player. Be shocked because I'm cutting him. Damn. Bye. Wow. Uh, Bye, all right. West Virginia. What, is West, what does West Virginia believe in? I don't know. Should we should we call him in and ask him? Yeah. I'm staring straight. We don't have any representatives from that particular state. No, 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 we do. You're West Virginia's proxy right oh. now, Matt <laughs> Oh, right. Um, oh, God, I hate you guys. Uh, so I, here's how I would go. I'm going to marry Sterling Shepard, especially for week one. I think his matchup against Dallas is great. He's going to be a super, super popular uh, flex play this week for sure. Uh, at worst, I really do think – the one question, though – I do have about that, and I think that the one thing that I could tell myself a story where they're not, this game does not turn into a high-scoring affair uh, is that Dallas loves to just play slow and bleed the clock, and I do think they're going to try that even more now uh, Now that Prescott is under center and not Tony Romo, um, a.k.a. Mr. Steal Your Job, Dak Prescott. Uh, anyways. You mean after a guy gets his back broken? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then no, and then and then he never gives the job back because he's the goat. Ah, didn't you I read the, read the red print? Yeah, gotcha. it says press goat. Anyways, I'm stalling. I'm buying time, but yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna flex Sterling Shepard, even though I have that one little concern in the back of my head. But for the most part, I think it's a great matchup. Uh, I'm gonna cut Corey Coleman. Not any 
fault of his own, I think that he's going to be a fine play, especially – he could probably be a fine play this week because the Eagles aren't very good. Nope. Um, but Tyler Lockett, I think, is the guy I'm going to flex this week because, you know, I mentioned, of course, in the article that he played less snaps than Jermaine Curse. This, I do think, is going to be a primarily a three-wide receiver offense, so that's not that – it's not that a huge deal to me. I think that Curse is out there in two wide receiver sets because he's a great blocker and the team really values him for that. But I think – Lockett's going to get on the field a lot, especially in week one. And that you mentioned that Miami defense, they don't have any good players in the secondary. They are Garbo. Yeah, so, I mean, I think that he could, that if Lockett's going to go off one week, I think this would be the week that it happens. All right, I am going to. I, you know, it's surprising. Um, I want to flex Sterling Shepard, but here's the thing. I'm going to cut him. Whoa. Whoa. I am going to cut Sterling Shepard. I, I, like, you talk about telling yourself stories, right, in terms of game flow and all that. Like, give me all of the Odell Beckham in yeah. this game. Um, I think OBJ is just going to go off in this game. Um, I, I hate Dallas's secondary. Um, and, again, Eli Manning has a little bit of tunnel vision. I think Sterling Shepard's a tremendous player, and he's such a great fit for what that offense wants to get done. Um, but it, as you mentioned, I think Dallas is going to bleed this clock down, man. I think Ezekiel Elliott is going to go down and crush these guys. Um, in the in the linebacking core and in the secondary, um, I, you know, again, what can what can New York do better this year? You know what they can do better this year? They can pass rush better. They've got Olivier Vernon, but he's not necessarily known as a great run guy. Um, I think Dallas is just going to run bleed clock. I think it's going to be a lot closer than folks might think. I think it's going to be a little bit lower scoring than f- folks might think as well. Um, and I just don't see I just don't see Sterling Shepard being utilized heavily. Uh, in this game, Corey Coleman to me, I know he's dealing with a little bit of uh, of, a, of an injury, but give me that guy, man. Against Philadelphia, in, in terms of what they want to get done, it, it seems like Cleveland Browns just want to throw that ball in. They want to throw it deep. I think Corey Coleman is going to come out and have a huge game. I'm going to marry him to my roster. Phew. Tyler Lockett. We talked about Miami's defense being not so great. Um, and again, even I think in limited snaps, whatever it might be, Tyler Lockett's going to be that dude. Uh, who gets downfield, makes explosive plays. I wouldn't be surprised if he has two touchdowns and 100 yards. I really wouldn't. Corey Coleman, Mary, Tyler Lockett, Flex, and I'm going to unfortunately and very hesitantly cut Sterling Shepard. All right, option number three, Jared Cook versus the Jags, Antonio Gates versus KC, Kobe Fleener versus Oakland, who was the worst Defense against uh, tight ends last year for some unbeknownst reason. Can't quite figure that out, but that's okay. <laughs> tight end position, Jared Cook versus the Jags, Antonio Gates versus KC, Kobe Fleener versus Oakland. MG, what say you? Well, you know, I was uh, you know, tweeting back and forth with Matt Harmon over the weekend, uh-huh. and we both we both uh, realized that noted tight end eraser Neron Ball was cut by the Oakland Raiders. Um, uh, none of us what? knew. None of us knew who Naron Ball was. <laughs> yeah, but last year we were, alerted, we were alerted to the fact that apparently during his days at Florida, he apparently uh, basically took tight ends out of the game. And and the reason Oakland was struggling early last season was because Naron Ball wasn't in the lineup. Right. Yeah. He because I don't I don't know. It was like one of those nonsensical narratives that fans come up with. Like they were the Raiders were just bleeding yards and touchdowns to tight ends last year, and yeah. then. 
around week four, I was like, oh, you might be able to get some points out of Owen Daniels when they play the Broncos this week. And they're like, oh, no, not this week, dude. That That is over because they're on balls. They're on balls. Like, and I actually quote to it. I'm like, who the hell is Neron Ball? <laughs> so we, then Matt brought it up to all of us at the at the Stronghold, and we were like, who? So then we were all like actually, I actually researching. I actually that. went and asked a good friend of mine who's a huge Florida Gators fan. Okay. And he knew who he was, but he's like, uh, yeah, he's not, he's not that good. Yeah, he was like an undrafted player. <laughs> and now a year later, he's been cut. But it was just it was a really weird so scenario. anyway that's a, that's a long way around of saying uh even though he's not there i am still cutting kobe fleener yeah because okay i don't I think like he's it. that great and all the reports that we heard coming out of saints camp weren't really encouraging about what what he offered right um i am going to flex antonio gates because even though he is 11 years old um he still has that rapport with Philip Rivers, and I'm still sort of hooked on this fact that Rivers said earlier in offseason that they are trying to get Antonio Gates the tight end touchdown record. Yeah. He, needs, he needs eight to pass Tony Gonzalez. Oh, he needs eight? Eight. I thought pass. he needed five. He needs eight? He needs yeah. eight. Oh, hell yeah. Give me that he, guy. He needs eight to pass Tony Gonzalez. They're going to force Phillip, that dude Philip Rivers has basically long. said that is one of the goals this year to <laughs> get him that record. So I'm flexing yeah. Antonio Gates for that, and I'm going to marry Jared Cook because this is when – I mean, you got you talk about the awakening with C-Mike. Oh, this, Jesus. This – <laughs> there has been awakening in the force. It's happening. It starts this week against J- the Jaguars. Okay. Suck okay. it, James. <laughs> what? <laughs> I can't wait to come in here on the Monday after week one. All right. Jared Cook is sitting on a fat, like, 120 and 2 stat line. Yep. And, and I, just gotta, I just got to eat. Just got to eat crow. <laughs> I got to eat it. All right, Wiz, give it to For me. For that reason, I'm also marrying Jared Cook. All right. I mean, 120 and 2 is ridiculous. I'm, I'm being facetious. But he's he's got a good matchup against the Jags. I think he's going to be dynamic in that offense. And with Jordan and Randall Cobb taking so much attention, yeah. Jared Cook's going to run free over the middle of the field. I, I'm going to flex Kobe Fleener. Uh, largely because Naron Ball is gone. <laughs> but no, I know he's. I know Colby Fleener's struggling to pick up the playbook. He's admitted yeah. it. The coaches have said it. I think this is still going to be a situation where they're going to want to try to get him into the mix. And if they get close to the red zone, Fleener's still going to be one of the top options. So, uh, in what could be a high-scoring game, I'll take Fleener there. And for this week, I, well, I'm with you on the, the Gates narrative and uh, getting the touchdown streak. I'd probably sit him against KC just because they've got uh, they've been pretty good against tight ends recently. Antonio Gates is old, and I just I like those other matchups better. Sad. Sad. <laughs> All right, franchise, what's up? I'm gonna marry Antonio Gates because he's a beast. Yeah, dude. Uh, Philip Rivers, duh. Duh. I'm gonna flex Jergoat Cook because he's been <laughs> one. He's been one of my late round tight end targets. I'm sorry, you called him what now? Jergoat. 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 J A R capital G capital O capital A capital T. <laughs> Jergoat Cook. I'm excited to see what Cook Cook can do with right. Aaron Rodgers there, and I'm gonna cut Kobe Fleener because I don't believe Drew Brees trusts him yet because of all this talk about him not being able to learn the playbook. So there you go. Okay, I, I agree with uh, with what franchise is saying 100. percent I don't know if I'm gonna be dropping Jergoat Cook. Nope. Uh, lines on anybody, <laughs> but I'll I'll marry Antonio Gates. I, I love the uh, the rapport that he's got, obviously with Philip Rivers, Jared Cook, uh, good athlete. Jags still terrible defense, at least I think so. But they obviously made a I lot mean, of improvements. They're, they're improving. Yeah, no, they made. A, you know, I take that back. They're not going to be terrible. They'll be middle of the pack. But I tell you what, man, they they did add a lot of pieces, and obviously getting guys back from injury too is going to help quite a bit. Um, but too good of an offense, whatever. I think, you know, I, even on the road, forget about it. This offense is going to put up some points. 
Um, Kobe Fleener, man, you know, people have been talking about, you know, the tight ends uh, for, for New Orleans, blah, 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 blah. I get it. Uh, but first of all, again, when you get a guy like Jimmy Graham, can we just at least say that's possibly an outlier? Okay. Yeah, unique talent. Uh, unique talent and yeah. a unique situation for him, too. Right. And I'll say this about Kobe Fleener, too, man. Like, you know, the addition of Michael Thomas scares me off of Kobe Fleener quite a bit because sure. when you start getting into that red zone, I get it. Kobe Fleener's there. He's a big body. But so is Mike Thomas, man. Yeah. Um, I just think that between Willie Sneed, Brandon Cooks, Mike Thomas, um, and whatever random person that they're going to drag in off the street that Drew Brees is going to throw to, I just don't think Kobe Fleener is, first of all, A, that talented. Um, and I think they're going to work in some other tight ends as well. Well, I think I think the, the – Mark Ingram is there too. When you yeah. talk about Saints tight ends and you talk Kobe Fleener, I think the more apt comparison is the fact that Ben Watson had a big year last year. But – Okay. I, yeah. But no, no, but I, but I think the, the argument against Fleener there is that Watson spent how many years in New Orleans in that offense, in that system, so that when the opportunity came for him to play uh-huh. – it was there was no learning curve. And I mean, oh, by the way, jumped in and played. Oh, by the way, Ben Watson was dope at running, uh, uh, bl- uh, uh run blocks. Yes, right. Like he was a legit run blocker. Mm-hmm. Kobe Fleener, not that dude. Not that dude. They still not have. Dude. They still have Josh Hill too on the roster. Remember that guy, dude. Remember how much we were like, folks were getting hyped on Josh Hill last yeah. year. Yep, yep. I don't know. He had uh, two touchdowns last year. I'm, but. I'm not that big on Kobe Fleener this year. I don't know. All right, give it to me, Harmon. Oh, are we still podcasting? Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm on Facebook and uh, I Un- see some girl I had a massive crush on. Unbelievable! Just, just had a baby, so wow. I'm, I'm on tilt over here. I'm gonna... <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me pull it together. God, <laughs> what's happening? I mean, really, bro? You're just, you're Facebooking and, and, and your social media stuff. Millennials. No, I just saw off the rails drop. I just I just saw it on my news feed and I was like, oh god, brother. Old. Well, Why are you – you're social media stalking a girl right now I wasn't. I was just on my feed for a second. Oh, and I for was, a second. I was. I was. Well, well and then – And I then what? The second and then, then turned – I mean, I just went to her profile to see a couple pictures uh, of the baby. Uh, a, couple, a couple pictures? Yeah, no, okay. there's only three, so you were three. You so were Jared Cook. Millennials. And Antonio Gates. Sorry, listen. All right, Kobe all right, I'm focused. I'm on. I'm, I'm back. Okay, everybody shut up. Tight ends. All right. I'm going to marry Jared Cook, obviously, because this is the year. Uh, we talked about it. Remember the math equation from last week? <laughs> Right. Why didn't you re- rehash? No, that? I don't think no. I need to do that again. Uh, Jared Cook is going to be great because math. Because math. Oh, absolutely. He's going to be no. He's going to be fine because math. Okay. He's going to be great because Aaron Rodgers. I see. Anyways, Go I'm going to flex Kobe Fleener. Um, I, I agree with you guys from a season long perspective about the the questions in Kobe Fleener's outlook. Yeah. Uh, but I think for this week especially, he could be a good play because that Raiders defense, if they've improved well in one spot, it's the outside cornerback position. They signed a couple of big or like they brought. David Emerson in last year. They gave yeah, yeah. him money. Yep. Uh, they brought Sean Smith in this offseason. Right. And he, those guys are big physical press cornerbacks. Those are the guys that typically give Brandon Cooks a lot of trouble. So I think that Fleener could see a lot of targets, especially against a defense that Ooh, was bad last year against tight ends. And I actually, kind of like for, for DFS perspective, I'm kind of excited to play Kobe Fleener in week one a little bit just because I think people will be off him with all these new, all this right. news. And it's inside. Uh, it's the Saints at home. It's going to be a shootout. I yeah, think that that's for sure. Right. Um, I'm going to cut Gates because 
obviously like he's the third oh. man here. Uh, it's kind of harsh, but at the same time, and I agree that they will get him that TD record, but the Chiefs allowed the fourth fewest yards and the third lowest touchdowns to tight ends last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they really didn't lose anything in the big in the middle of the defense. So, well, um, Justin Houston. But they're still going against Antonio. Right, but he's not a coverage player. They're still going against Antonio Goats. So. You mean the 50-year-old ghost of Gates? But by the end of the year, he will be Goats. Because he will have that record. True, but it won't come. But one of them won't come in week one. <laughs> there we go. All right. Uh, is it daily tap? Oh wait, uh, MG, give it to me. Sorry. No, I went first. Oh, you did? I yeah. did because well, we had the whole long narrow ball. I'm so distracted right. because of the whole Facebook stalking thing. Well, we I don't know. I wasn't Facebook stalking. I was in my newsfeed and it showed up. Okay. Brother, that is the definition of Facebook stalking. No, it's <laughs> not. I was I was really just on there trying oh, to watch. Some it. girl popped up on my Facebook and let me just go look on her profile I for just about clicked. 20 minutes. I was not 20 <laughs> that minutes. Is Facebook okay, stalking. Okay, no, no. To be clear, to be clear though, for most of the time I was watching those like cooking videos that show up on you. <laughs> Because those things are, are those so things are legit. Like, I'm never going to make any of that crap, no. but I want to watch you. Yeah, yeah. 60 it's seconds it's of, re- of pure delicious. It's really, they're really fun to That's watch. All right. I can, I'll lose like 10 minutes. I, I just, just did lose daily 10 minutes. Daps and get Before it. we do, oh, uh, yes, remind please. everybody that it's not too late. You can still sign up. NFL.com slash fantasy. Uh, you know, get in a league. I think some people are still creating uh, fan league uh like B leagues, the you know our uh, our relegation, under, our, our relegation station that uh, that maybe we'll we'll promote some people from next year. Doubt it. So, <laughs> <laughs> but it's not too late. Sign up today. NFL.com/slash/fantasy. All right. Let's do daily daps. Extra, extra, read all about it. This is the day. Daps and hooks. Give me daps, cause I be scribbling right. Give me dabbing up daps about daps. daps Alrighty, daily dap time. We'll start with MG. My guy, Marcus Grant. What's up? Uh, I want to daily dap. I'm actually gonna daily dap. Um, my mom and my best friend's mom, who actually kind of doubled as my second mom growing up. But they are. Uh, they have currently embarked on a cross country road trip. Oh, them together. So, um, they're in Los Angeles uh, over the weekend, and so I got to spend a little time with them. And then uh, they left this morning. They are in Phoenix, where they are visiting my friend. They're basically you're using this as an excuse to kind of drive around the country and visit their children. Uh, so they're in Phoenix. They're going to Dallas to see my sister. They're going to go to Washington, D.C. and do the whole White House tour before they head up to Seattle, or uh, to Syracuse, I should say, uh, visit another one of my friends, and then back across the country to Seattle and back down to California. So uh, it, is, it literally is kind of a Griswold. Should have hit one. I was itching something. So. Sort of a, uh, sort of a, uh, a Griswold, Thelma and Louise sort of thing. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I love road trips. I'm a, I'm a sucker for road trips, especially cross-country ones. Nice. Um, so uh, daily naps to them, and, uh, you know, safe travels, Ma. Hopefully I will. Uh, Marcus. I think what you need to do is call your mom every night on this road trip and have her detail what happened on their road trip, and mm-hmm. you can use it as inspiration for some sort of old woman, Thelma <laughs> and Louise screenplay Ooh, to sell out here. All right. I okay. like it. So really like take it. advantage of your mom and your second mom's road trip. I will and, do that. Uh, and turn it into that's movie. not bad. Absolutely. That, that sounds Selfish. like a plan. I sound, it sounds good to well, me. Well, then you can buy his mom some nice stuff and take her to the Oscars. Exactly. When, uh, when you know. I don't know what it's going to be called. Two moms becomes a number one smash hit. There you go. Boom. All right. Uh, franchise, what's up? Better better be quick here. I see Sully and his goon squad just roll in behind Oh, man. Oh, oh, man. Put the pressure on. Oh, geez. All right. Uh, I went golfing this weekend, and uh, I love to golf. And I'm just going to daily dabs the golf course up in Burbank. It's called DeBell. Um, it's a public golf course. Never had a bad experience there. Great rates. Got some vouchers for d- discounts and okay. the cool thing it's called the bell 
the bell. Because there's this one hole where, like, it's a par three and it, you're you're kind of blind off the tee hitting to the green, so you can't see when the golfers walk off the green. So there's a little bell that you're supposed to ring when you walk off the green. No way. I was and really you expecting. Ring it, you ring it, and everyone's like, oh, the bell. I was expecting something a lot <laughs> more, like, miniature golfish where you have to, like, you know, hit it into the bell or something the bell, like that. Yeah. Uh, this is adult golf. <laughs> yeah. Real golf because I'm an old person. Uh, okay, but yeah, the Bell Golf Course. If you live in the LA area, check it out. Thanks for the invite, bro. I play golf. I didn't know you played golf, dude. I'm old. I didn't even know. <laughs> I'm washed. All these guys say they played golf, but oh, I don't. I've never. Se- well, Mark doesn't. Say but I have the uh, the other two claim they. Play I have golf, golf clubs. I said, hey, you guys want to golf? And they're like, nah. I was busy doing nothing on Saturday. <laughs> I invited you. <laughs> Anyway, seven twenty tea time. You did not. Yeah, oh, seven seven twenty. <laughs> Get out of here, uh, Matt Harmon. If you're not too busy, Facebook stalking another girl. Well, I don't like. Would oh you please? God. I don't like this, and I don't like that Marcus tweeted out a, a Twitter poll, and none of the options include no. He was not. <laughs> <laughs> What's the Twitter poll? Do you believe Matt Harmon was stalk Facebook stalking during the podcast? <laughs> the <laughs> options are yes, of course, no doubt, maybe. <laughs> I'm going to go with maybe. There's a vote for maybe in there. That's yeah. not a no because I wasn't stalking. <laughs> I voted of course. <laughs> of course. I hate all of you guys. Matt Harmon, if all you're right. not too busy, <clears throat> social media stalking girls. <laughs> <laughs> Would you I'm not? Oh, my God. This is hell. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I, my daily dab is going to go out to uh, Alex Gelhar and I's favorite bartender at the Gulp who had her last shift last night. Caitlin, uh, she's been great to us. Listen to all of our mostly my problems and uh, m- complaints about life and served us many of many of many of many of drinks. And mm. she's moving on to greener pastures, but we'll just have to find a way to move on. And I think the fact that it's a bar where you drink beer will help. Well, <laughs> but 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 seriously, daily daps. She's 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 really cool. Good Wiz. What's up? Uh, well, I as Parman said, we didn't do a whole heck of a lot this weekend. Okay. I, well, I actually have two, two though. Uh, yesterday, I did get out and go see Don't Breathe, a new horror movie starring Jane Levy, the girl from, uh, what was it, Suburb, uh, Suburbia, some, some show. I can't remember the name of it now. She was good in it, though, but uh, it's not great enough for me to remember, sadly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, but it was basically the story of these kids that, uh, that are breaking into places and, and, and robbing them to try and get out of Detroit as the town's falling apart. They break into the house of a blind old war vet, and things go horribly wrong. So it's a kind of cool twist on the the home invasion style of horror movie, and was was pretty surprisingly good. So I really enjoyed right. it. And then of course I I would be remiss if I didn't daily dap uh, the Badgers upsetting LSU in oh, Lambeau Field. Oh, that was great. I'm not like you know I've said I'm a college football agnostic. My parents didn't go to Wisconsin. I yeah. didn't go to Wisconsin. So I have, like if the Badgers are on, I'm gonna watch it and root sure. for them. But like I don't go out of my way to watch all the Badger games, but as Harmon and I were, were doing nothing and I was transcribing interviews for my long form, we were watching that game, and it was a really entertaining game. And it was. They, they played a, a heck of a game to beat a – And Fournette's a, a beast. A great – a great. oh, my God, yeah, he is. Like, that, they held him to minimal yards in the first half, and I remember tweeting, like, we'll see if they can hold this in the second. And like, immediately he ripped Just off, like, ripped a 50-yard run. Gosh. So he, he's something else. I hope he's okay. Do we know what his injury was? Uh, he came back on the field. He, he did? I didn't yeah. watch the – lim- He limped off. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah, he came right back oh, on the field, okay. which was pretty horrific watching, like, the one player that was like, he should sit out this year to uh, – to, to limp off the field like that. But uh, so daily depths to them having a having a great win and uh, their new quarterback Bart Houston, who sounds like the most made up quarterback ever Absolutely. from like some sort of football movie. But hey, he's named after Bart Starr from California, so oh, rooting for the kid. There you go. 
Uh, I will give a daily dap. I, I just drove in from uh, the Fresno area. I was at a wedding uh, yesterday. Uh, my buddy Steve. Sun's out, guns out. You rolled in. Oh my gosh! First of all, I did. I uh, look. True story. I did roll in in a tank. Straight up. Straight up tank. I had the shades on. Shorts in a tank. You coming from? Some, s- you I were coming from somewhere where it was probably eighteen thousand degrees, though, when you yeah, left. Fresno. Well, Fresno. It wasn't like too terribly hot, but you know, when in Fresno. Okay, you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, but no, my buddy Steve got married to um, to a gal. It's the first Pakistani wedding I ever went to. Oh, okay. So my friend Steve is actually Korean, and um, and man, it was it was so interesting. You know, I've been to a, a number of Korean weddings. I've been to Indian weddings. You know, uh, American weddings. But the first Pakistani wedding I went to, and it was it was so interesting, man. So a lot of bright colors. It was really cool. Um, and and yeah, it was it was a great time. So I had a good time there. They they had it over at Clovis Castle. I didn't know they had castles in Clovis. I am vaguely familiar with Clovis Castle. Are you from the five years I lived in Fresno? Yeah. Oh, that's right. You were calling games out it there. Clovis Castle. Cool. Clovis Castle is pretty cool. It is. Uh, it was pretty. I did not realize that they had a castle there in Clovis. Although when you drive to it, you pass by uh, these two houses. One of I swear look like a scene out of a horror film <laughs> where I am like, there's no lights. It's in the middle of nowhere. There's just dirt roads and you pass this house. It's all boarded up. I'm like, there was some ill stuff. Like some of those houses you drive past, like outside of Barstow and stuff on the way to oh, Vegas. Oh yeah. Oh like, yeah. As you slowly get out and out of civilization. I, I wonder every time when I drive there, I'm like, what do these people do? <laughs> yeah. Like, how, like how do they actually like, how do they make money? How do they, how do they live their lives in this area? It's it's shady. Yeah, it was shady. But anyways, America man, <laughs> a Korean American uh, dating a and marrying a, a Pakistani American. It's awesome. It, it was awesome, man. It was cool. Uh, cool to see. It was Did real- they do elements of like both styles of weddings, or was it just the Pakistani wedding? It was just the Pakistani. I think they're gonna do el- like Korean style stuff. Uh, where they dress in, you know, Korean traditional wedding garb and stuff. Like, I got to be honest with you. You know, I didn't do that for my wedding. I married a Korean girl. <laughs> it was weird. Like, we didn't do that stuff. It was very traditional. Like, you know, I wore a tux. She wore a dress and you know, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, whatever. We move on. No one cares. <laughs> uh, uh, Daily Daps is the Danger Zone draft that we had on Friday night. Nice. Uh, it was so international. It was unbelievable. It was a, dra- it was a drafter in Mexico City. There was um, someone from Ireland, I believe. Uh, or maybe it was Scotland, I don't know, somewhere over there across the pond. Uh, we had a bunch of people in, in London doing it. Uh, there was uh, a gal from uh, the the Saskatchewan, or I don't know. She's going to listen to it and kill me on on this one. I'm <laughs> listen. She's from the east coast of, uh, of Canada, and it was ridiculously late for her, and, and she stayed up. And I got to say this: everybody who was in that, they stayed for. All like I think it was seventeen rounds. Nice. It was a wow. it's a, a sixteen team league with seventeen rounds. It was we added a, a third wide receiver spot, Ooh. and we mm. added an extra bench spot too. My God, that doesn't sound like our audience. That's deep. <laughs> 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 oh, why did you just drop that? I'm completely off the rails. Now. I feel like we should. Oh my God, I'm, I'm ignoring that. I just feel like we should use that. <laughs> we should use this. If if Commissioner Goodell, if you were listening, this is our yes. pitch to get the NFL fantasy team to London for the international game. There you go. Ooh, we have such fun. a we the have po- a huge, this podcast has huge such following. a huge following across the. It's amazing. It's so cool, man. Yes. ATN's yeah. been trying to do this for like three years and failing. So let's let's. Oh, but they, you know, they've sent a couple of them. They haven't sent True. the whole staff, True. but they've sent uh, you know. I, 
the Unbelievable. Guys over. Definitely not going to send the plebes like that. All right, well, then let's, let's, Matt Harmon well, let's dropping get us, inside jokes. Then let's man. get us to Mexico. Can we go to Mexico City then at least? Hey, that would be fun. I don't right? know if I want I'm in on that. A Raider game in Mexico City? That sounds Sully, like the Sully's greatest in. thing ever. Oh, yeah, the two single guys want to go to Mexico City. Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. All right, that's going to do it for the pod today. Hey, by the way, go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your seven-day trial. Sign up your fantasy team today, NFL.com slash Fantasy. Thanks for listening. See ya. Virgil Regret. Goat sounds like a pretty solid restaurant name, actually. Virgil Does goat? it? Yeah, absolutely. Like if you're smoking <laughs> goat? Virgil Goat. <laughs> if you, maybe if you specialize in you're goat telling me that You're telling me the that if there was an organic uh, uh, vegan restaurant in West Hollywood named Vir- Virgil Gr- Goat, you'd be like, oh, okay, that makes sense. I'd I'd check check question, I would question its vegan credentials if hey, the word goat the thing, is in Maybe the they give you vegan meat substitutes. I heard the service was bad. Uh, Right. <laughs> it's I only had three and a half stars on Yelp. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota. Let's go places. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like... Whoa. And... Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer.